Good morning, listeners. This is your host, Prophetess Vanetta Chisholm-Moore. Hello, guys. I know there's been like a dent in time. I have had a great loss in my life, um, great losses in my life, and I just want to share, you know, for some people that are going through things that they don't understand. In July, I lost my job. So while I was out of work, I was taking care of my dad, making sure that he was going to his doctor's appointments, and my grandfather also, you know, just anybody that needed me at the time. That was from July, August, and September. And September months got really rough because there were a lot of changes, drastic and fast changes in my father's health. And September 26th, he passed away. And I've been going through grieving the loss of a job, then having to grieve the loss of my father even now. And I just wanted to say to someone out there that if you are going through losses, and drastic changes in your life where you feel like your whole world is turned upside down. My dad was a great dad, a great dad. Not not saying that he was perfect, but he was the best dad that was for me. And I can truly say I learned a lot from him. He left me with a lot in my inner soul. You know, I just I feel so... I feel, I have mixed feelings. I feel angry with God because my dad was a servant of God and, you know, he was a Bible teacher. And I just felt angry with God that a person that would serve you the way that he did and he was a giver, why would you take him from this earth? And I got my answer and I understood why. And it it has affected who I am. It made me see my ways that I have, what I picked up from him. I didn't pay attention to these things before because, you know, you don't go that deep and you don't think that, you know, you know you're going to lose some, lose your parents one day. But when it actually happens, it's a totally different, totally different experience. So I'm just sharing that tidbit with you guys concerning grieving. When you're grieving something, don't let others tell you that you shouldn't grieve or they can say whatever they want to say some people don't know what to say you can tell me a billion times that he's in a better place but that's not going to stop me from crying because I'm the one who has the great memories and the love for my dad you're on the outside looking in only thing you can do for me is just be patient And I'm asking that if anybody around you that's grieving a loss, don't rush the grieving process. Let that person cry. Let them scream. However they feel, they have to get it out. They have to get it out. You know, there's no booklet. There's no instruction manual that tells us that we're only supposed to grieve five months for aunts and uncles and a year for parents. It doesn't work like that because what my dad contributed to my life 
means something unmeasurable, unmeasurable to me. So this segment, I'm dedicating this segment to my dad, Sergeant Alexander Chisholm. He was great and he knew it. He knew what God had given him. Not to say that with arrogance, but he knew that he was a child of God. Even in his, his mistakes when he was younger, you know, and he would always try to prepare us girls. I have three sisters and one brother. He would always try to prepare us for the day that he was going to leave this earth. And this time, I, I said I was mad with God and I was mad with my dad also because I knew that he wasn't completely well, but the severity of his health, he kept that from us. And that's why I'm... I was mad at him, but I, I understand why he didn't tell tell us that it was that serious, what was going on with him. Because number one, he didn't want us to go in a frenzy and worry. And I say to myself, a lot of good that does. <laughs> but, you know, he decided to continue to trust God for total healing. Yes, he went to go see doctors, and when the doctors can't do anything else you know not that God is a last resort you still keep your hope in God so guys it's okay to grieve any type of loss but grieve healthy don't abuse substances or recreational uh, drugs or things like that don't hurt yourself don't hurt others Grieve healthy. If you need to be by yourself to scream, kick, and cry, you do that. If you need to uh, seek somebody to talk to, please do that. You know, do those things. Grieve healthy. Take a walk. You know, the first day after the funeral, I was back at the burial site like 7.15 that morning. You know, anybody else would say, why are you doing that? You should be at home or you you need to get some rest. And But my soul was not at rest. I needed to go to the gravesite the next morning. And I cried and cried and cried because those around me would not let me grieve. I would never be able to let my father go because that was a great part of me. I won't be able to let that go. That's like erasing him from my memory. He's part of my existence. But what he left me was the best memories of a dad. What he left me was his impartation, his mantle of of Bible knowledge and knowing God and having a relationship with God. I can remember being a teenager or young person just out of high school. And I remember you know, going to the bathroom because I lived with my daddy for a little while. You know, I got a job, and he and I got in a job in the same city. And his job was across the street from mine. And his job started 30 minutes before mine did, so I would drop dad off at his job and then go across the street to my job. But before that morning started, I would go to the bathroom and see my dad up as early as 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning on his knees with his Bible in front of him every morning. 
and my dad would break revelation on just talking about the Bible, whatever God was sharing with him. And at the time, I'm young. I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking about the weekend. I'm ready to party. Daddy, why are you talking about revelation in the end of the world? I'm young. I'm okay. That's over my head. Why do you talk about death all the time? But my daddy was preparing me for the reality of life. I had no intention of being anybody's reverend, doctor, pastor, preacher, nothing. When I was young, I lived as a young person and did what young people do, experiencing life and trying to have a good time. But, you know, like the Bible say, I was young, but now I'm old. You know, I see in a lot of things. And I'm starting to see even more things now that he's gone. So I I say this to you who are all grieving, that those that have gone on before you, they are still with us. They're in, we're all in the Lord. You know, the Bible says that those that are departed are in the Lord. God is around us all the time. He's ever-present. So their spirit goes back to him. We just borrowed them for whatever purpose and, and timing that they have. And some people go before their purpose fulfilled. And, you know, I come to the understanding that my dad fulfilled his purpose because there were people coming out of the woodwork talking about all the great things that he did. And these things, he never talked about what he does for uh, people, what he did for his church. You know, he never talked about or bragged about what he did. It was always a secret helper. He was like a good Samaritan. He didn't do those things. But in the end... Your life will speak for you. Trust me. So the decisions that you make, those are like testaments on the wall. You don't have to write nothing on paper because people will tell it. And I'm so very, I'm utterly proud of my dad. I Like I say, he wasn't a perfect man, and nobody's perfect. But my dad trusted God and trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ that he was he made he was made sin for us that he carried all our sins to the cross. My daddy was a believer of that. My daddy had a, a a wild lifestyle in his younger days, but my daddy stayed on the battlefield and he fought. He fought. He fought to the very end, even regarding his health. I know my dad wanted to stay here, but when he got to the point that. He realized this was the end of his life, and he was fine with it. He said, God has given me a good life, and I'm okay with it. It tore us to pieces to lose him. But I know that he is with me. I know that God is with me. And even so, your loved ones, love is eternal. Just because a body is not animated by a spirit, by their spirit, or by their soul. That body is put to sleep because it, it's, a, it's not able to do what it's supposed to do. It's almost like a house that if the roof is caving in or the foundation is crumbling, you can't stay in it. You've got to come out of that house. So my daddy's soul had to come out of his house because he suffered from liver cancer. And his house 
was coming. It was coming apart. He could, his soul couldn't stay in the house. I have an understanding that God has a new home for him. He has a new body. He is unlimited. And he is still with me. God is with me. And most of all things, y'all, my daddy was born again. Because that's a sealed promise. That if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that Jesus Christ died for your sins, rose again on the third day. Yes, you shall be saved. You shall have eternal life. I will see my dad again. If I remain in the Lord, if I die in the Lord, I will see my father again. It is, this walk with Christ is very serious. It's very serious. It's more than going to church and having a good time with the worship. But are we telling people about the Lord? Are we telling the people there is an end coming? Are we telling the people that the way you live affects your end where you will where you will go or if you will see eternity with your loved ones that you knew were saved. Are you gonna experience receiving your reward? Because we do we do get crowned and reward for telling people about God and bringing them to Christ. Salvation is free. So we are laborers, laborers in the vineyard. I'll be right back.
Hi, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the Anchor FM Seer for Nations broadcast show. And to get the best listening experience, all you need to do is open up in the Anchor FM app. Sure that there are other platforms that you can listen through, but why not enjoy the full experience of the show with the musical interludes and the selected ministry of music that's in between? Go ahead and listen through the Anchor FM app. You can download Anchor FM through Google Play, iPhone, and just enjoy the show. All right. Don't go anywhere. All right, listeners, I'm back. And I just wanted to take a moment just to regroup for a minute. And I was talking about how we, as a church, should be more spiritual than religious. That our visitations to the church should be about supporting the kingdom of God, being givers and being good stewards over, first of all, God's house, the needs of the Lord's house. And appreciating this word to not deviate from the word of God to in order to to not deviate from the word of God in order to please people or to make other people comfortable with that which is wrong because as a leader, spiritual leaders, we have a responsibility to prepare the human soul for this transition that's going to happen. So this isn't about politics. It has nothing to do with it because in heaven and hell, there's no politics. Let's just be real. It's either you are born again or you're not. We have a responsibility to teach and preach this word just as God says so because it's to prepare the soul is to purge our souls from that which would keep us out of heaven out or cause us to miss eternal life because at the end of the day it's not going to be God's fault it's going to be our fault we have a responsibility to love other people love them where they are and usher them to where they're supposed to be in God. It is helping the evolution of the human soul from a lower vibration to a higher vibration, from unrighteousness to righteousness, unholiness to holiness, and changing the mindset of a human being, the transformation of the mindset of a human being who is not conscious of their sins, who believes that it's okay to hurt themselves or hurt other people or do things that would keep them or separate them from God. Those are the responsibilities that we have as Christians, as believers. Everything else is a smokescreen. Everything else is something to keep you or give you an excuse 
Because there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. Everything else is an excuse for you not to evolve. Your human soul has to evolve. And I asked the Lord, why did you take my dad? Why did you do that? Knowing that this was going to hurt so bad. Knowing that this was going to really break us, break this family down. Was really, it, it was, you guys have no idea what some of you do when you lose a person like that. And the Lord told me, I took your daddy at his best because I can't afford to lose him to the world again. I'm going to go ahead and take him. He's saved. He's born again. He's lived a good life. He has fulfilled his purpose in this earth. That's what I needed him to do, just like Christ. Christ had three, 33 years. 33 years. And when the last three years, with the miracles and everything that the Father had him to do, he fulfilled his purpose. And we finally got to that cross that was, it, it, he said, it's finished. It's finished. All of us who are serving God truly will have a day where it will be finished. And those of us who know that you have a purpose, you need to get to it. You need to do your work. You got to do your work. You got to get out there and labor. You got to get out there and tell people about this great plan of salvation because that's what it was. It was a plan to get you to have eternal life. Nothing more, nothing less. That you would live forever. That whatever the enemy or whatever Satan tried to do with your body, with addictions of any kind, sickness and disease of any kind, mental illness or whatever sort, whatever the enemy tried to attack with, he had no victory over you. That you would escape this body and have eternal life. And that's what the devil hates. He hates the fact that you and I, for those who will believe and do believe to the end, will have eternal life. Because he is he's going to get what he's going to get coming to him. And he knows that. Very bitter individual Satan is. Because he says, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to go down, all of you going to go down. So why even follow up with that character? Why even give in or make an excuse not to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, he got so many weapons, disguises, deceitful plans, rumors, lies, skepticism, all these separations and divisions and stuff just to try to get you not to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Even down to race issues or what color Jesus was. Who cares? If somebody laid down their life for you, color didn't matter to him, so why should it matter to you? Anything that Satan will try to use to make you lose that eternal life. I, you know, something just comes to my mind. You're sick. And there's a doctor that can heal you. You're going to go to that doctor. 
But I don't, I don't think you're going to be worried about your healing, whether it's coming from a black doctor or a white doctor. You just want to get well. You just want to get healed. You just want to be able to live longer. You just want to be able to not suffer. So just the same difference is really ridiculous to know that somebody has something for you and you won't take it because of the color of their skin. And it's just, just for you, for you to live better, to be better. Same difference with this situation. So don't let the enemy come with these tricks and the stupid stuff. You know, as the reason why you won't receive Christ. None of us are any better than any of us. He had to save all of us. All of, all of us are as filthy rags. But he's the one that's going to bring you up. And my daddy did not. My daddy grew. My daddy grew up in the sixties, fifties, sixties, and seventies, and seen all kind of things done by different races. But it didn't rattle his faith. You can't take him. You can't take a man's faith. You can't take what he believes. He takes that with him to eternal life. That's the ticket there. That's the ticket having the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. the afterlife because it's coming my daddy used to talk about world governments and all the things that's coming he he uh studied the bible so well that when he was telling me this stuff i didn't understand it what he's talking about he was talking about uh different nations represented by uh i would say animal representations like they do in the Bible or speaking of horns representing kingdoms it was deciphered and he could understand and he studied enough to know what nations were going to be rising up may not have known the exact time but he said always keep your eyes open keep your eyes open and I'm telling y'all it's coming the tribulation is coming it's coming. God, there are so many of our elders that are passing away. And back in the day, our elders used to be near their hundreds passing away. Now our elders are leaving at the ages of 60-something, 70-something. They're not hardly even seeing 80 and 90 years old anymore. And my dad was studying the, the lifespan of generations throughout the Bible and as he was writing it down, he left a notebook, and I'm looking at his notebook, and as the generations uh, continue on, I can see where the years are decreasing in the lifespan of man. So we're we coming to an end, and our children aren't, aren't going to institutions or not being taught by their parents about the Lord, about guarding themselves with the whole arm of God. That's why it's so easy for them to pop off on teachers because they got so many temptations. And they need to understand that those temptations are spirits, demonic spirits, not people. And the enemy is trying to take your children out before they even have a chance to know the goodness 
or love that, that is in the world, that's left in this world. So we have got to do better. And once again, I dedicate this, this segment to my dad, Sergeant Alexander Chisholm. I miss you in your physical form, but I know that you are, are in spirit. You're in my heart. You're in my mind and my thoughts. And I thank you for being an honest man about who you were, what your struggles were, and how God helped you overcome it, and giving praises and credit to God always, and teaching us to acknowledge God and to use our gift to help others and bless God. I just thank God for my dad, y'all. And for those of you who don't have a dad that that has certain qualities, there are people that can mentor you. In the meantime, God is your father. The, your heavenly father is your father. It's always been. Always been. And I love you guys, and I thank you as listeners for your patience because I've been gone for a minute, you know, not being able to take time to sit down and talk to you guys on the broadcast. And God, understand God's timing because I just couldn't understand God's timing, you know, until now to the end of this because I lost my job in July. I had already started taking my dad back and forth to doctors maybe May, late April and May. And then I lost my job in July. So continuing on taking my dad to the doctor, July, August, and then September is when everything started to just turn upside down really quick. And I got a job interview the day before my dad dies. And they called me and gave me an offer the day before the funeral. And I just, I was shook because of the timing for everything. And my dad didn't want somebody taking care of him for life. He didn't want to be bedridden. He just said, let me go, let, let me go with God. Just let me just, just let me go. And God knew, God knew. And he sent me a job after I had finished doing what I needed to do with my dad, for my dad, for him to give me an interview the day before my dad passes. And then get a job offer the day before the funeral. Nobody arranges stuff like that but God. So now I can go back to work. And I don't have to worry because my dad is in the best care he could ever be. It's hard for me to say even that, but the Lord knows what we need when we need it. And he orchestrates our life 
for the better. All you got to do is just be obedient to God and thank and praise him and help others and, you know, don't don't go out for revenge when you know you, you you could be very well justified for revenge when others treat you wrong and do you bad. Don't even worry about stuff like that. Fulfill the purpose that God has for you. Because prior to all of this happening, I was trying my best to move out of the city from where we live in Rock Hill and move to another city. But for some reason, there was a block there. Nothing would come open. The money wasn't there for me to do it. I was just, I just felt stuck. And I was, I was kind of upset and being impatient, not knowing why. But I see the reason why. Because had I been living out of town somewhere, I wouldn't have been able to come in and find my dad. He, my dad, uh, when my dad started getting really sick where it was evident, I wouldn't have been able to go in the house and find him. This couple of times, I found him on the floor. And there was one last time where I found him passed out unresponsive and we were able to get him to the hospital. If I not had, had not been here to get in the house and open the doors, being in the same city, I was only like five minutes away from him, from where he lived. God has a purpose for you to be where you are for right now. He knows what you want and need, but just, just go with the flow and trust him. And he'll work, he'll work it out. It's already worked out. You know, it's already worked out. And I understand why things did not move when I wanted them to move. God is always watching. The good Lord is always watching. Uh, and he, he, he's watching over his own. Even when we think when bad things happen, he takes those bad things like clay and he reshaped it into something else. He reshaped that experience into something else to show you eventually why he did the way he did it. God is a God of great understanding beyond our wisdom, but he needs your patience and your trust. And with that being said, people, I love y'all, and I will be back soon just trying to get on track and stay prayed up. I love y'all. And get out there and do your work. Get out there and do your work. Be laborers in the vineyard. Please. You got to change the sermons. Have your sermons. If it's already for soul winning, that's what that's good. But wake your people up and let them know what time it is. Let them know your life, how you living. If it's, if it's not according to what needs, what you need to be doing for your, your spiritual evolution, for your higher, to be a divine being while you have this body that you can display God's love through or to help and to teach about God, uh-uh, it's time to change it. It's time to get on track. Hang on. I'll be right back.